Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Drummond. Hello again. Stephen Avenue. Hi, I'm back. Back. You never left. I've just been here, like locked in the closet. But it's a nice closet, so I didn't mind. Like R. Kelly. (laughs) He's nice. He's very kind. Is he? Did he wee on you when you were in there? No, no, but he let me borrow some of his matches. So he could (laughs) (laughs) start down there, isn't it? Oh, yeah. And I I don't easily spontaneously combust. Oh, was good. Thank goodness. And welcome to uh, 1990s Problems, the all-encapsulating podcast about 90s television and miscellanea. I like how you pluralized that. Did you like that? Good work. Uh, well, what happened there was I delayed because I didn't know what word was going to come out of my mouth. It was great. It was nice timing. It yeah? was nicely spaced. Seemed comedic timing. Yeah. Really, just my brain working. It didn't go unnoticed. And what are we talking about today, Ali? Allow me to tell you, halfway through a pork pie. <laughs> we <laughs> are, this is appropriate because we're doing Big Break. Big Break was, and I'm so happy and proud to be saying this, Big Break was a night nice TV show that was the combination of a game show and the worst game of snooker you've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> because it was hurried. I can safely say that Big Break is the best snooker-based game show in the world yeah. ever. And I don't think it has any rivals in this. It is described on Wikipedia. You know I find Wikipedia funny, but Big Break is a British game show, emphasis on British there, featuring the game of snooker, mixed with traditional game show elements. It was broadcast on BBC One between the 30th of April 1991 and the 9th of October 2002. Golden days. It later influenced a golf-themed game show called Full Swing. Only lasted for one season. With Tarby. Did <laughs> yeah, not I remember one. that. But you'll probably know Big Break as the BBC's knockoff version of Bullseye, yeah. but with snooker. It was hosted by Jimbo Davidson, also known as Jim Davidson, and JV, John Virgo. It had, astonishingly, 14 series. Jesus Christ. 222 episodes, including 17 specials, and came in at 30 minutes apiece. It's unbelievably, undeniably, <laughs> utterly bonkers yeah and if you haven't seen this show i think this is one of the episodes we'll do here on night nice problems the number one podcast for all things night nice <laughs> tv show basella and Nini and Nini. the most british tv show i can like uh, maybe apart from bullseye which is probably the other most british tv show i can think of like it's quite in it they're kind of like tied in many ways it's, it's like fucking, pros and cons from they're both, playing they? fucking snooker like, on you, tv you can't imagine money you can't imagine an american one with pool can you no it just this won't happen <laughs> Oh, he's hit the number nine pin. (laughs) You've won won an alarm clock. Hey, you've hit the number nine. That means we've got a question about 
France. <laughs> so, what is the capital of France? Oh, I think it might be Paris. Okay, play on. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just so, so mental. And Jim Davidson. It's like a, I'm going to work on the bus and there's a meeting about a new TV show and I haven't thought of any ideas, so I'm going to think of that. Yeah. And oh, Okay, fat snooker quiz show. Yep, and you just say it in the meeting yeah. and someone goes... I like it. like it. Let's make it happen. Let's do it. Fire up the money gun. Shall we play the theme tune? All right, you big lenders. You're only here for the theme tune. Then you switch off and then carry on with the rest of your day. This is the theme tune for Big Break. Just so you know, this was an actual song. Yeah. Some theme tunes that we do were written for it. Yeah. This was called The Snooker Song, and it's from the musical The Hunting of the Snark. It was composed by Mike Bat and performed by everyone's favorite Red Beret, Punkster, <laughs> Captain <laughs> Sensible. I haven't got any others, I'll be honest. Captain Sensible. Iron- ironically, much like Big Break is the best ever snooker yeah. quiz show in the world, I think Captain Sensible is the best punk rocker with a red beret on. Here you go. This is the snooker song, as later covered by the Arctic Monkeys. This is Big Break. Uh, it's theme song, the snooker song. So See, that's, that's like verse so two. That's the and, song. See, right. that was news to me. I didn't know that till recently, eh? Yeah, I didn't know it. It's like from this musical, isn't it? The yeah, the yeah, you hunting of the snark. Hunting of the snark. You know, Bunch of different musicians did it. Let me just play you the version which ends with what you really want. It has the oh, real yeah, yeah. payoff. Pay yeah, yeah. Okay, so just one once more because it's great. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, they've up the tempo. It's only a half an hour program, isn't it? You've got to get a move on. We haven't got music. Yeah. That's Mike, the money Mike, shop. Mike Bat is on the side going, hurry up. Hurry up. Yeah, yeah. Get a move uh, well, yeah, guys, it's great take, but um, <laughs> faster. really think that we could up the tempo on this yeah. one. Faster. Bands do that all the time. But, um, you know, they, like, they talk about like the punk era. <laughs> when I think of Big Break, <laughs> do you think Captain Sensible? You know, like they talk about the day punk died and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, but he know? was a hardcore punk, wasn't right. he? Right. You think the day punk died was probably when he got the first PRS check for the Big Break yeah. theme tune? Well, he did like I think he did some early song. He did like um, Isn't Happy Talk. Did, but yeah, I think it was when he maybe when he donned the red berry first. That was when punk died. Unless did he, did he did he wear it when he was in the Damned? You know you've made it when on your Wikipedia page, this is for uh, Captain Sensible, the picture that gives an sample of him playing, playing live at Abergavenny in 1994. That's right. That's the height of the Big Break era. God, he probably honestly, had a nice... Yeah, he had dizzy a nice, in heights. He had a nice holiday in then, probably. <laughs> booked into a nice <laughs> Premier Inn, maybe, instead of a travel lodge. Now nah, he's, he's paying for Airbnb. Exactly. Now, now look at him. So, yeah, this was <laughs> Big Break. It had John Virgo, who was an actual snooker player, Yeah. famed for his... 
you like the expression, don't you? Well, the trick shot. The trick. We know it's a trick shot, but he also wears. Wear? Oh, the no dad waistcoat. No, you have to explain this. Yeah. Thing. What does a what does a no dad? Because I feel like I was missing out. You know when people have to explain yeah. jokes to you. I feel like this is what's about well, to happen. They used to explain it at the start of thing, and then as the series went on, they just went. The audience are in on it now. No, 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 Let's just it. cut to the shorthand. What um, is a no dad waistcoat? I saw a clip of Davidson actually explaining it earlier <laughs> from a clip from 1994 on the YouTube's, and he goes, uh, "Some people." Um, so Virgo's going to put, a, uh, he's got a waistcoat, and what they call it is a no-dad waistcoat, which means, no dad, don't make me wear this. Okay. And I wouldn't, I mean, he's got a back catalogue of jokes, Jake Davidson. I don't know if he spent as much time on that as he does on the blue stuff. Comedy! Yeah, well. And also, he's quite an odd choice, isn't he, Davidson? Because he, he wasn't Mr. Like, Family Saturday Night. He's Mr. Blue, racist, homophobic. Yeah, he's probably end of the pier, but, you know, also kind of, you know, but a lot of people are going to pay at the pier like, to go and see yeah, him. It was like, is Roy Chubby Brown not available? Get Jim <laughs> Davidson. <laughs> but Roy Chubby Brown always w- dresses like an airman, like a bizarre he, he airman. He dresses like so. a no dad. <laughs> oh yeah, he's got like a no dad. Roy suit. Chubby Brown is the ultimate no dad. <laughs> with a, with a bizarre no helmet. Or like, or he has no dad, and that's just what he wore. Oh, yeah, you know maybe, what I mean? maybe yeah, he's, he's an orphan. Then. Jim Jim Davidson. I think <laughs> I think there's a reason why we've been drawn to this show because Jim Davidson is. If we talked about. Noel Edmonds last week. In terms of people who are universally loathed that happened to rule the roost of Saturday (laughs) evening TV, it was Big Break, which was a massive deal. And then the Generation Game, which was a massive deal. He took over from Brucey, a man he professionally took the mick out of. He would... Jim Davidson had a thing which was obviously just being incredibly racist and blue and sweary. Yeah. But what he did instead to temper it was terrible impressions of anything and everyone. Yeah, yeah. What I noticed watching this again, like seeing it now as an adult, because I only watched this when I was like actually quite young, is that he would... And me. He would, fi- <laughs> he would find out. He would find out where you're from. I see you from Dorset. And you go, oh, you're from Dorset, oh, yeah. are you? Are oh, you, are you, are you? I thought when I was watching it is that actually... <laughs> that was pretty good, actually. Like, it's so fucking boring. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> If right. it wasn't for Davidson just running his mouth for the 27 minutes... It would be so awful. He does kind of tie it together, doesn't he? Because he does sort of go off script and stuff, and he does make stuff up, whether it works or not, but he does create an energy. You are laughing at his silly voices. You don't know who he's taking the mick out of or what's going on, but he does a little bit of... He'll decide, like, oh, Jim White, uh, Jimmy White, well, when he's on, because essentially here's the premise of the show. Let's just briefly set it up. Briefly set it up. Game is split into three parts. Three? One, two, three. Three parts. Uh, You have three contestants who turn up at the uh, the front of the, the, the show, right at the top. But before that, you have John Virgo and Jim Davidson. They turn up and do a weird kind of skit. Yeah. And you have Jim Davidson going, that bloody northerner John Virgo, because he's, he's from Lancaster. And they do a whole bit how he's slow and stupid and Jim's sprightly and cheapy, cheeky, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. They do a little skit. It's terrible. Then they go over to the three seats up on the far left of the show. And it's three random punters who will probably just, you know, escape from university for a couple of nights yeah. to do this. <laughs> and then you get... A ball out of a bag. They have a chat about it, but they get a ball out of a bag. Red ball, that means you've got, you know, like, Johnny Two Nuts who's going to play a bit yeah. of pursuit for you. Oh, and you've got a brown ball, that means you've got, oh, well, it's Peter Molyneux. You know, yeah. it's, it's like absolutely Peter random. Molyneux, he won the Wimpy Championship in 1993, and he's also just lost his father. <laughs> it was like... In the Sunday paper, he's declared bankrupt. That's why he's doing big break. The, the best bit was that you're talking about... The few episodes I saw... So many students applied 
to be yeah yeah well, it's a way of getting money though isn't it well, you could end up with 250 quid because the, the questions are so easy and yeah it's like and then the the one the one i saw was like they had a, a nice young lady she was from she went to union cardiff and she pulled out the blue ball and jim davidson i don't know how he oh. didn't but you could see a blue ball joke i saw something you did as well you I, just no, saw it right saw then something bad today. oh no uh, the, the clip i don't know if i can i mean i'm saying i'm saying this all but right i want it to Spoiler be made warning we're gonna have some swears <laughs> no no it was worse than that i want it to be made very clear i'm only repeating what davidson said and what he did right he sex with virgo on the table <laughs> virgo unbuttoned his waistcoat led on the table no he didn't do that no there I'll was an old <laughs> sharpen the tip no he goes uh there is an old fella on there about 90 very sprightly fella and he said, and Davidson was asking him questions, you know, where are you from and all that. And he said, oh, you want to say hello to your grandson, don't you? And he went, yes, Jim. He said, he's on HMS, whatever, and he's a sailor. He said, can I say hello to him? He went, go look at camera five. He went, hello, Tom, or whatever. And then he said, he's stationed in Hong Kong. <laughs> and then he went, okay. So then he goes, okay, John, we've well, done that. So um, put your hand in the bag. And he pulled out a colored ball. So then, then you know whether you're going to get Terry <laughs> Griffiths or whatever. No, And no. he pulled out a yellow ball. Yeah. And Davidson went, oh, that works quite well because Hong Kong, doesn't it? Virgo, have we got the yellow ball? And I was like, I was, I was in a coffee shop today and I saw that clip. I was, I, I was, I was gobsmacked. I, I nearly let out a gasp. Um, that is actually the tip of the ice. That really, happened. Did it, was there a laugh from the audience? Then, oh, I was just going to say the audience laughed a lot. <laughs> a 1994 audience. Yeah, they love it. They loved it. They laughed at that. But I this, mean, but this, this is, is Mr. Anyway. Saturday Night. Edmunds would never do that. Well, Jim Davidson is like the Russell Brand of... <laughs> yeah. He's, like he was, Russell just don't, you like don't know what he's going to do next. Yeah. But Although he's, he's sort of... Um, like more like a drunk uncle. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, God, he's had another beer. He's going to start oh, talking about the he war He's like again. this when he's not even had a whiskey. And that was the other thing. He always alludes. The one I saw, he was like... Um, there was a solicitor on. Oh, And God. he kept making jokes. He's like, oh, well, if, you know, if things work out well for you, you could help me get my next divorce. But like... <laughs> Oh, because he hit his wife. He had like, he like, that's, hit all his the, wife. that's what the undercurrent is, isn't it? He hit his wife. He wrote about oh, it. Oh, God. He did? Yeah, yeah, oh, he yeah. beat up his wife. He's and very he, open he about it. He threw his keys at her face. What, that was our local newsreader back home, Alison Holloway. He was married to her and he went very nice to her and they divorced. I mean, he's had about 80 he's wives. Had, he's had, like, yeah, he's, he, he's had, he's been like divorced like six or seven times. Yeah. And he hasn't S- got gout. That's where the difference between him and Henry VIII ends. We don't know. He's also not the King of England, thank God. Yeah, thank God for that. But no, Jim Davidson, he introduces them. They each get a ball. They're all students or some random old man. You have the first round, which is called uh, Red, Hot. Red, Red Hot, Hot, where they had to pot as many Red Bulls as possible. But but that was a joke, wasn't it? But all they're doing is, all they're doing is, they have a random a snooker player assigned to them. So the, the, the proportion of skill, the differential of skill between the snooker players was humongous. Yeah, You'd yeah. have Jimmy White, like, as far as snooker well, players yeah. go, world famous. Yeah, and then you'd have world famous, you know, Leo. yeah, exactly, David Brent, you know, just with a stick, uh, just pushing it with the edge of his bum cheek. It was just ridiculous the disparity. Anyway, they had to hit as many red balls as possible, but they had to answer three of the most mind-bogglingly easy questions to get as much time as possible to hit these these red balls in. Yeah. And here are some questions like, on the twenty-four hour clock, that was that one episode. On a twenty-four hour clock. Three o'clock in the afternoon, add that to the biggest 
biggest brown or copper coin in the uh, in the British sterling. What what have you got? Oh, is that actually um? Could that be seventeen? Correct. That's the tough one. Yeah. The other one is what's the first letter in the alphabet? What colour is your hair? <laughs> yeah. How many feet have I got? Do you like cheese? Correct. Correct. You know, it was honestly, a, like the idea that this was a quiz show was kind of irrelevant. It's just a way of wasting time, really, wasn't it, to get to the next bit. I saw one today and he said, what way does the faint, what, what, wait, what side does the queen face on a coin? And the woman got it wrong. She even went like that. <laughs> she turned. <laughs> she turned and she's like, get herself in the mindset, she got it wrong. And he was like, oh, uh, yeah. I mean, he helps them as well sometimes. But I guess you know. But sometimes he doesn't. I notice. You know, well, yeah, he's well, kind of. He doesn't like where they're from in any <laughs> way. <laughs> well, and he can't do the accent because when he used to like talk to him and he would do the accent. There's some that he stayed away from. He used to do like West Country and he'd mm. do Scottish and he'd do Scouser yeah. and Northern. But if like, it was a there Geordie, was he'd stay well away. And there was like, he's like, oh, I'm from. Uh, I'm my name's Simon. I'm 24 and I'm from Preston. And Jim Davis just went, I'm not allowed to play in Preston anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Did he? <laughs> What's amazing about that is the That's guy. The, the guy said, "I know." Yeah, just <laughs> like yeah. really flatly. Yeah. he's like, "I've got to go away with the to see you. So perhaps you can help me out. <laughs> Brilliant. But Honestly, he would just do silly voices all the time to the extent that you thought that was just his thing. Like, there's a bit that Adam Buxton does. I'm a big fan of Adam Buxton, but he did this bit which was incredibly enthusiastic uh, uh, coverage or commentary of of snooker and it made me think of big break because he kind of did it on the show where it's like oh he's got the bloody blue one in yeah whoa and that's kind of what happened uh the second round was um it was called pocket money yeah. when they had to hit as many balls in and you got a certain amount of money and it that's a bit a bit you get 50 you get you know the the pink one to get you 50 quid the red one get you 10 quid that sort of thing and if you got one of them wrong, you had to answer a question. So the red ball would be potluck and the pink ball would be, you know, travel and yeah. the brown one would be the past. It's like Trivial Pursuit. It's a lot like Trivial Pursuit, but even more boring. Uh, but you had you had all of this going on and you didn't know whether to concentrate on the quiz or on the snooker. Yeah. But the bit that made me laugh every time he did it was at the end of each round for each like team. John Virgo would go, and that's £230 for whatever his name is. And I was thinking on the way up here, it's Ross Drummond with £230. John Virgo surely must have just said, this is the most boring thing that's ever been done, ever, and I'm getting paid for it. Years. Yeah, and it's a rubbish amount. That's a lot. That's a lot of work for like two hundred quid or something. It's like a whole day out going all the way to the big break studios and coming out. That's that was the the winner would always get around two hundred quid. And then, well, we'll if you went on Bob's full house, you got six thousand four hundred. I got a list of the prizes that were won. But one thing I did notice was like, <clears throat> if if you were a snooker player in the nineties. This must have been the fucking holy grail. You're an out-of-work snooker player. Yeah, You haven't won nothing in about 15 years. You haven't won anything. Years. The Benson Henges tournaments, you're not even seeded. No. Forget about it. you got a... Yeah. You you're get you're a not even from, a wild card. You're not even a wild card. <laughs> you're nowhere. You get a call from Virgo. Yeah. Hello. Just wondered uh, if you'd like to do an episode <laughs> of Big Break. <laughs> 
Hey up, mate. Hey, hey up there. You uh, see him down the pub. Hello, Mike Hallett. What are you doing <laughs> next Saturday night? Would you like to <laughs> pot as many balls as you can? Because that was the thing. That was the thing with the red hot thing. He, David, David, the first round, Davidson would always set it up and go, right, now we've got Virgo to explain yeah. the very, very complicated rules. Extremely complicated. What we've got and he do? goes, explain, John. He goes, you've got to pot as many balls <laughs> as you can. And every week the audience loved it. They were like, laughed. oh, wow. And he would get really excited about it as well. Yeah. And it was almost <coughs> very good. It was like training for him to be a commentator. Yeah, yeah. well, it was. <laughs> because he was hey, just like, pop, pop, he's like, oh, great angle, great angle. Ooh, bad angle, bad angle. Yeah, he loves it. But it's like, there, I was reading about it, like, and he started off doing impressions of all his, like, colleagues, all the other super. And so when there was, like, a lull in proceedings, like, when they were, like, setting up, like, say it was, like, the World Championship, and they were setting up the next, uh, you know, game or whatever. So your referee's putting the, red, the triangle on and setting the balls yep. up. He would do impressions for the audience. And um, I watched, there's a clip of it on the YouTubes, and I watched it, and um, yeah, and he, it's, it's a bit, oh, it's awkward to watch. It's, yeah. John Virgo does impressions of other snooker players? Or? Yeah, other snooker players, and I think it's because of that, <coughs> producers were looking for somebody. And so I think John Virgo does it. impressions of just some of the dullest... Well, it's all like, it's all, yeah, body language and things, Cause and it's all <laughs> a bit... I mean, he, he knows them well, so maybe that he was knows the, it. That was the thing for me, was like, because you get John, Jim Davidson, I mean... Looks like he's on a lot of cocaine, <laughs> a lot of energy. It's a lot of lot of motion in that mother. A lot of motion. Got. He just repeats things and he doesn't shut up. He talks constantly. It's and not like, all balls in that bag, is it? No. <laughs> <laughs> We've got no white balls left. <laughs> <laughs> or all the balls are oh, white. How did that yeah. happen? Can we have an eight ball, please? <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey. Snooker drug cut jokes. Yeah, good. We did it. Everyone got it. Thank you. Um, yeah. So it's just like. He didn't be quite, but then yeah, he was like, you know. So apart from Jimmy White, who had they were like banter, 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 banter. Yeah, the other th- ones, there's nothing. Well, there, you know, unless you've got Hurricane Higgins on, there's not. You there's know, they always say no. characters in snooker, but that isn't really saying a lot, is it? Because it just means one of them might part their hair to the right. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a character. I in mean, snooker, isn't it's it? either the, the funny, the funny the, glasses, the glass on upside height, down, the Dennis Taylor really long glasses that when he's sort of like you know queuing up, you <laughs> yeah. can see the ball in the distance. It makes for like very oblong glasses. <laughs> that's a stat. Yeah. If you've got them, you're. A, I mean, it's that's functional, a, isn't it? It's yeah. not like Timmy Mallet wearing crazy glasses. Yeah, it's a functional tool you know but that makes you a character in snooker and like it's like the same in darts it's like you're a character if you're just morbidly obese (laughs) (laughs) well it's like darts as well you used to get like really like uh overweight snooker players in the 70s i think in darts you're a character if you're not morbidly obese what are you like what's going on here anorexic adam (laughs) (laughs) and he's got it on the back like the crafty cockney (laughs) anorexic adam skeleton yeah Honestly, it's funny how we've started talking about this show and we've really got into it because we obviously watched it yeah. Yeah. when it was up and live. So that now we're going, oh, yeah, of oh, course, shit. there's this round and this happened and then snooker. Let's just take a step back here. This is still a TV show about snooker where you have to ask quiz questions. The thing that made me, I honestly couldn't believe watching it now. They don't even play snooker. The people who come on the show, no, like they don't move their hands onto a cue until one of them loses in the first yeah. round and has to do a trick shot. Mm. And John Vargo obviously ran out of trick shots in season 29. Yeah. But there was a moment where, it just like, honestly, they'd set up the most pathetic trick shots. You're going to get this, hit the red one off that cushion, it'll go into that pocket. Whoa! And they'll get it wrong, and then he pops it in the yeah. corner anyway. Good ones look like magic. Those ones didn't look like magic. Some did look like magic. And I remember seeing on Auntie's Sporting Bloomers or Auntie's Bloomers, there was always a really large chunk where John Virgo, in front of a 
a crowd of maybe 90, uh, whoever could fit into that particularly small room in BBC Television Centre. Yeah stuffed up the trick shot but he used to get angry didn't he over and over and over yeah, they got to like take seven and he was he's like, like and he's like doing the, like, the whimsical comments saying oh I can't get it right and he was just like he was, you can see he's got like inner frustration and it's like and it's all like a deathly silent tension in the audience because he had yeah. to get it right to show them how it was done yeah they didn't have CGI in them days did they and there was always a joke about let's see what exciting prize you could win and it'll be like you know a flaccid dildo well, no, <laughs> pretty... and that was the star prize yeah <laughs> that was that was just Jim Davison's yeah prize or his payment but um <laughs> <laughs> the um there's there, that was that was the, we watched the same episode because there's one so it's the trick shot with jim with you know it's jv and um jv and this lad and he it, he's potting it and he, he he shows him how to do it and then you know jv's like look just gently push it in da 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 and then he doesn't. He does it, and he he smashes it way too hard. And then JV pushes it in. He goes, and here's what you've won. And it's a lip phone. It's a lip. Oh. <laughs> it's a lip phone. It's a lip phone. Oh, well, like a Mick Jagger. Like just large phone. lips. And in the nineties. Are you about to say the joke that they say? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, please do. <laughs> in the nineties. I mean, it could go a million well, ways. It, well, well, before it's we get a pair to the joke, is big red lips. It's a big pair, big pair of red oh, lips. Oh, oh right. Like, luscious. Okay. But. Oh god! Jim, <laughs> should we stress? Should we do like I did? Stress that this is you just paraphrasing oh, I'm what not you said. No, no, it's not as. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's not, not as going bad down as that. the route okay. that I think you think it's going down. Yeah, you don't need no, a disclaimer. I wouldn't put it past him. He just goes. Took you a minute to think what that was, didn't it? To the lad, the lad <laughs> <laughs> just meaning he thinks it's a big vagina. Five thirty-five. <laughs> yes, yeah, five thirty-five. Did time. you think that was a pussy phone, son? <laughs> Oh, I, wa- I want to point out to people listening. We're not, we're, not, fun. we're not laughing at the idea of him actually saying those words. We're laughing because that's definitely what he thought. Those were the yeah. exact words yeah. in his head. But and then like he a- had to do a BBC like mute. You could tell there was a oh. BBC like blocker in his head going, yeah. I want to say this. I can't help it. But then you can hear this kind of semi muted laughter from the audience as everyone goes, That's all the dads and the wives are like nudging them in the rib. Jeremy, shut up. What are you laughing at? He's such an odd choice, though, isn't it? Like, you think they'd have got, like, Dale Winton or something. Like, the bloke who's known for being really racist and sweary and stuff, putting him on practice. But he is, a... but he is like a lad. Like, are you playing snooker? Jim Davidson came from the pubs, in the clubs. That's where his comedy, where he was from. You know, he, he was the guy at the fucking Bolton Village Hall, smoke with a fag on stage, talking about it. Like, yeah, if yeah. you were a snooker fan, you would, you would have loved Davidson. Jim Davidson. That's, the, that's your... You know what I mean? Oh no, I think he's tonally he's great, but I'm just saying he's a bit of a risk for producers and yeah, things. Because he, if, if he's you're in the middle of a good season, he'll just hit somebody, yeah. and it'll be all in the press. And the thing that is now yeah, is if you watch any, and <laughs> thing is, it's difficult. And I mean, don't get me wrong, he's in is in Obed. He's not a clever man, and he if he was smart, he wouldn't open his fucking mouth. Yeah, but it was it was of a time he came up. Granted, by the time he was on national television, he's probably still too late to be saying what he was. But the things that he got famous for were socially acceptable. You know, I mean, like it was—it wasn't like he was this. Sh- yes, he was obviously very blue. Yeah. But it wasn't like now. If yeah. you went out and did a set now, and I'm just not going to do that. Just under- a tight five of Jim Davidson, seventies era. Yeah. Doing <laughs> you know his I mean? set. I'm not going to do like, that. No. 
it wouldn't be accepted. So it's like it's difficult. It's it's very easy to look in hindsight. No, I'm not defending Jim Davidson. You sound like his number one fan. <laughs> you sound like his biographer. But you know, no, I know what you mean. Just to touch on Jim, let's wow. let's quickly go to his Wikipedia page. Yeah. See what I can mine. James Cameron, inverted commas, Jim Davidson. Thanks. So here we go. Highest profile roles came from Big Break Generation Game, blah, blah, blah. He is also a stand-up comedian and writer, developing adult pantomime shows such as Boobs in the Wood and Cinderella, Cinderella, both of which have played to sell out audiences. Despite winning many... Despite... Despite winning many awards throughout his long career, Davidson has become known for his use of controversial jokes about women, ethnic minorities, homosexuals, disabled people. But he denies accusations that he is prejudiced against these groups. That's your opening paragraph on Wikipedia. Jim Davidson, OBE. 61 years old, this man. He has been married six times. Wow. Once in 71, once in 81, once in 87, once in 1990, one in 2010. So your mate Holloway was his third wife. Third Alison wife. Like Holloway, Amelie. third wife. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. It, he, he is truly a one of a kind. He's also appeared in so many other random TV shows before and since. But this period <clears throat> was hot. Generation Game was founded by Brucey. Yeah. Brucey gave it up and the reins were handed over to Jim Davidson. Do you know what happened? Like, I remember when it happened, Brucey was ill during like the end. It was, I think it was like the last but one show or something. It might say it on the Wikipedias. He was ill. I th- he must, might have had the runs or he had like flu or something. Or he might have had just... Oh, what? Yeah, he might have had the flu he runs. Yeah. Um, and uh, he must have pulled out at the last minute and Davidson stepped in to cover it. Almost like shift work, you know, call up, you know, or like a doctor going, you're going to have to cover my shift or yeah. something. And um, he covered, it was like Bruce's Generation Game titles and but, Davidson yeah. walks out. Who and um, So I think it, because he did well on that, he sort of, you know. So we'll have it. For, and I think they might have put him in mind for when Brucey left. Because it's weird that, because <coughs> it, re- Generation Game was the 70s. Yeah. So, and then it, and then it was him. And then it rebooted again, sort of late 80s. So it was him and Larry Grayson in the 70s. That's right, yeah. And, him. and then it came back in like 91 or something. Yeah, and Bruce was in it. And then... And I think after like, I don't know, something like three, four years maybe, yeah. he just went, I, probably, I don't want to do this anymore. Ooh, <laughs> I've had enough. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone can do Bruce Forsyth. Can you do Bruce Forsyth? I can't. Ooh, maybe. Can no. What was that? Oh, Betty. Ooh. Oh, nice to see you. Oh. Just see you. Nice. Would be a terrible one. But it's, oh. He did, I, Jim Davidson, Jim Davidson did the yeah. voice so of. can you do Jim Davidson doing Bruce? I was like, no, do Brucey. I'll, no, I'll do Jim Davidson doing Brucey. Like a seal being poked over and 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 over. Yeah, he did it all the time. He did Brucey all the time. I sound I sound more like what's the name from Carry On? Oh my god! You sound like Frank Spencer a little. Oh yeah. Oh Betty. That was very old Betty. He's a very old, a very old Frank Spencer. A scared, electrocuted Frank Spencer. I say it's one of the best impressions I've heard of him. That's a good name for a band, In Davidson's first autobiography, <laughs> first autobiography in 1993, The Full Monty. So this is 1993, this book came out. So that's before he really took off. Wow. He frankly talked about his violent, abusive behavior towards his wife in a light-hearted man- manner. Oh, We're like goodness. a couple of boxers. On the first occasion, I poked her in the eye by accident. I actually went for the mouth. Thank heaven I missed. I'd have fallen in. I'll fa- sorry, I'll have fallen in. I mean... I just took a playful punch. Unfortunately, I caught her completely wrong. 
The second time I gave her a shiner, I threw a bunch of keys which whacked her in the eye. Just for a giggle, she kept blackening it up to make it look worse. <laughs> Uh, look, I, we're trying to make you laugh here, like, in this show. Well, uh, Ross clearly likes the domestic abuse humour. <laughs> no, look, I'm, look, we are trying to make you laugh. I just want to make it clear that this man is an absolute Monster. product of Satan. It's not but, good, is it? But big break at the same time. If you watch it, like, if you distance yourself from it, because it's a fucking quiz show about snooker, yeah. it's delightful. It is delightful, and yet at the same time, amazingly dull. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, it's snooker, isn't it? It's just the most. That's what I think. Quintessentially, it couldn't be done anywhere else. Like you know, we talked about General uh, Noel's house party, and I yeah. remade it around the world. I bet they've never done. You know, no, we even try. Yeah, in yeah. Many different countries. I bet they just didn't bother. It's like, uh, who have we got? <sighs> who have we got that can do a trick shot? Right, we've got him. Right, who can we present it? Should we just show reruns of Baywatch? Yeah, just yeah, that just instead. pop that on. We'll probably get more viewers. Just get it on. Yeah, I mean, it's just and the. The fact that it lasts so long, I mean, it was so cheap to make. Because that was one thing I read. It was like, you would watch, so you were watching one in 1999. Well, they'd film like 40 in like one year. <laughs> so they would, and then they would space them out. So it was like they would just smash them out. And then it was like, fuck, that's you done now. So that's, yeah. That like Saturday night filled like in. Yeah, it was. Like a job lot. Just a, just a big racist factory churning out big breaks. With balls. With <laughs> Coloured balls. Coloured balls. Because it doesn't really suit itself. Like, how were they trying to hurry people up? Because there was always this long-running joke about oh. Terry Griffiths. The Welsh fella always took ages yeah. to two shots. And then they make jokes about how, you know, there's a timer counting you down. You've got to yeah. pot as many balls as you can and stuff. But when you see snooker players just, like, walk, like jogging around the table. Running around it. It just looks a bit Getting stupid. the leg over. There's one... Because they jog and then they still take about ten minutes to like line up the cue ball and they edit in. Here's my favorite one of the. I've, I've, there was a, f- a number of jokes in Jim Davidson's act from the show. Yeah, here we go. One I liked was uh, it was actually after a trick shot that JV had helped. He he just went, he whacked, he pushed, and JV helped him put it in. It's good <laughs> just stuff, any like ball jokes, cue jokes. Us three today on email. Yeah, right. There was a lot, wasn't there? A lot of Q... Nice Q-bants. <laughs> <laughs> Not Cubans. No, no, no. Jim no. Davidson doesn't they like them. They were invited, though. No, they just didn't reply. Yeah, and they heard about Jim Davidson. They went yeah. a while. <laughs> they were like, I'll stay well, well <laughs> I'll away. Stay well away. I might just... I like that, you know. People People always want to wonder what it's like to be in the inner circle. Oh, the right. The comedic okay. circle. You know what it's like? You know, like... And you get three three funny guys just emailing. It's just ele- it's electrifying, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's electrifying. That's, yeah, that's what John Travolta would describe yeah. it as. So what happened after that? The round. So it's like red hot. Then it went to pocket money. Pocket money. Pocket and money. then it was. Uh, was it the final? Like, was it the final? Uh, then you'd have the trick shot for the loser. Allow me to tell you. That. Allow me to tell you. It's make or break. Make or break. Now, I was wondering whether we could actually just play a little bit of the make or break list of what you could win. I've got a list of what you could win. Because here. I reckon actually hearing it would kind of do us well. Because there's some properly cracking bits of bollocks that you could win on this show. I'm just setting it up, so bear with me, lads. Bear with me, lads. What. what I should do, because now we're a well-professional podcast. Yeah. We're on acast.com. Wow, that's posh. That is posh, isn't it? That's bloody posh. Acast. So come if you listen to us via the A-cast. A-cast. Awesome. Brittle I mean, I don't know what it stands for, but I'm going to say it. Um, we have to have adverts now. Oh, 
brilliant. Are we going to make do some adverts? We we don't get to do the adverts. Ah, they put them in. I got some digestives here. They're delicious. <laughs> mm, McVitties. Mm. Mm, McVitties. Is that what you do? Mc, mm, mm. I do it like Bruce. Mm. Oh, it's a lovely biscuit. Betty, I've dropped it on the floor. And we'll be back after this break. What advertiser doesn't like to be sandwiched between some casual racism? Come on, who's coming? Terrible impression. No, which I love it. They love We're it. lovely. You're lovely. Everyone's happy. So here's a little bit of what you could win in the final round of Big Break <laughs> called Make or Break. Great name. Yeah. Big Break. What you could win. This is going to be brilliant. Now, what on earth could they win? What before us, before we do this? What do you think would be the best thing you could win on Big Break? Oh, uh, in the nineties, I'd say. Uh, 994 let's say oh a hi-fi with double tape deck which i and i do remember whenever they had like a a, an audio prize there would be a cd next to it and it had a picture of davidson and it said always said jim davidson's greatest hit (laughs) i always remember that it's a good joke he's never even he's never ever released a song but i reckon i reckon a a prize would be like a a hi-fi double tape deck no who was it that did the ukip song that was racist Oh, that was mike reed mike reed but not like (laughs) pet reggae not him no the, the other one, the, Kelly the DJ. So DJ yeah, yeah. You feel like Jim Davidson probably would have been like, do you want to do a remix? Yeah, I'll play bongos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here's what one lucky winner could possibly win okay. in, a ni- in a 1995 episode. And, and it's two colours, so you had to pot specific colours. So for every red you potted, you got cash. Let's show. Let, we'll, you'll see. Have a listen, ladies and gents. Teddy bear talking phone. Pop the yellow. They can also add convenience to their kitchen with this microwave oven. Or this video recorder with the choice of ten BBC shows is the Green Ball Prize. While the subtle sophistication of this pair of Chinese table lamps, complete with tables, can be won for downing the brown. A relaxing Cornish weekend is theirs for putting the blue in the pocket. And they can have the latest in miniaturised technology with this laptop computer for sinking the pink. Finally, pot the black for a total clearance to win our fabulous mystery star prize. You know what scene that reminds me of? Unequivocal boredom. Yeah. Like utter <laughs> drenched, just swallowed up by a giant monster of boredom. I'm, I was thinking as a child, you go on this show, what could you win? A trip to Cornwall? Yeah. And a for a weekend? And a microwave. Wait, th- th- it's always downing the brown, sinking the pink, putting the blue in the corner. But one of them is a pair of Chinese-style table lamps. Wait for it. With David tables. <laughs> oh, whoa. <laughs> Fucking don't. Wow. Do- oh, God, let me hold on to my chair. I think that'd be a Black Ball prize, that. Yeah, oh, I thought you were going to say it's like it's the Chinese table lamps that Jim Davidson refused to have in his home. <laughs> I thought it was going that way. <laughs> it's, um, I mean, they, they sort of remember the blankety blank was always like synonymous with being like the rubbish prizes, and Les Dawson always used to make oh. jokes about it. But they, they their prizes are rubbish. When we as well. did BBC, um, Funhouse, uh, the fun. prizes on Funhouse. But kids don't know no better, though, do well, they? Well, no, but the prizes on Funhouse were on a par with this, but like, it's just, just so shit. It's just cheap, though, isn't it? Yeah. A microwave. It, they paid all the money to get Stephen Hendry on. My mum won a microwave on um, uh, Wheel of Fortune. No way. Yeah. Was it the John Leslie era? John Leslie. Wow. Uh, yeah. What was that all she won? No, she won uh, She won a microwave. She won a check. A check? 
Yeah, just cash money. Oh, not yeah. like a not a checkbook not or a like a holder. Check. No, no, large yeah. no. You've won a large not, novelty check, which you can fill in and not redeem for anything. <laughs> Unredeemable. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we've got a Wheel of Fortune watch. And does she have a photo took with uh, Carol Smiley? Carol Smiley and uh, the Pope. No, what did did John Leslie get done for something? Well, there was alleged. Rumors. Yeah. Allegedly, wasn't it? I think it was all clear. He had a tough we're, go of we're it. Going so. off topic. All right. Yeah. At the risk of being a bit Adam Buxton again, I'm just going to read out a couple of the comments beneath this episode, okay? Okay. Yeah. It's a treasure trove. Right. The cocaine is doing its trick for Jim. Who said that? McStar, 2010. Sure. The Starvist says, I'm in that weird part of the internet again. Bainey Rules replies with, No, you're not. This was a million times better than Bullseye, said Blaney Rules. Jim Bowen would never shut up, and Tony Green stood next to the board shouting out each dart's score. That was irritating as hell. Shadowhawks676 said, This show fucked up the way I tried to break the Reds for years. <laughs> Jono9989 says, Come back, big break, come back. That trick shock was rubbish, it was, says Mr. Lee Kicker. And... Livernil723 says, Why can't we have life and TV like this? Want my life here. What? <laughs> so you know, you know, this were... is the most random combinations of things I've ever seen in a game show, and yet I'm still watching it. Yeah. Well, that's what happened for 10 years. If you were, like, because we got history, because we, you know, we sort of watched it in, you know, the old As it happened. Things, but I remember, like, what do, like, would kids, like, make of it now? Is there a good, you know, on the YouTubes, they have those reaction videos where yeah. kids... Like a nineties pop video. Yeah, they're like, whoa! Kids would just like barely probably even know what snooker is, and sort of watching this, they would just think it was the most bizarre thing ever. Yeah, bizarre boredom. Yeah, with (laughs) shit prizes. Yeah, and who's this guy presenting it? Well, actually, he was a very blue comedian that we didn't really know, but he ruled Saturday Night Television for a long time. Like, do you think Noel Edmonds and Jim Davidson had like? I reckon they hated each other. I reckon they always like drove in. In like in a, on the car the park, Jaguars. trying to get the, park, the good car parking space yeah. by the door, and it was always like they're getting like ten minutes earlier every day. Because <clears> we zoom in. We're talking about force. Like there was a time where Jim Davidson did. I mean, obviously, he wasn't. They weren't live, were they? No. Not to break the magic of television. They're needing a fifteen-minute uh, delay with Davidson. <laughs> if it was. <laughs> 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 Jim Davidson come out in blackface again. Comedy count. Oh my god. Um, it's just like. He must have never left White City, that man. No. Television centre. Him. Probably had his own BBC hammock. He'd have had a, <laughs> he probably had a tab at the BBC canteen. Yeah, I bet he did. Yeah. Oh, fish and chips again, please. And a Heineken. Another quality <laughs> comment. 30 seconds into this, and I just remember... 30 seconds into this, and I just remember Jim Davidson is a... <laughs> Brilliant to the point. A very big swear yeah, word that came out of nowhere. Somebody, somebody replied saying, crap, I would say. A man called Wang Kerr said Pratt, I would say. 50,000 people have watched that episode. Quite rightly so. Those people haven't put their real names, so I wonder what David's going to do if he knows if he yeah. found out where they lived. Hit, hit them with some keys? Yeah, so he's being around his key on a, like on a, what do you call it? A on a mace. A ch- on a mace. Keys, keys mace. Or he just like puts them on the end of a pool cue and swings it really yeah, quickly yeah. and then lets, you know. That'd do the job, wouldn't it? wouldn't it? Just to bring Jim Davidson back to uh, the modern era, yeah. so... We had this show, loads of catchphrases, fun, cheeky chappy humour, loved in the 90s. He did very well for himself. Uh, he got made redun- redundant. He got made bankrupt in the early noughties due to him basically not paying his taxes. 
and good. he had lots of trouble paying off his 2.2 million mortgage. It was like a big thing, and it was in the press, and he got into a lot of trouble because he is a nasty, naughty man. He bought a pier as well, and it burnt down. He did. He, he bought like he bought a he pier. He bought a pier, and it burnt down, and that was the end of the pier. And his money. Yeah. So he lost a lot of money in that and all. I don't know which one. It was the one that caught fire. But he had a resurgence uh, just last year. Yeah. Do you remember why? He was in the jungle. He was in Celebrity, celebrity Big, Big Brother. Brother. And he was, and to this day, the most popular Celebrity Big Brother winner ever. There was a landslide of votes, and no one has been voted the winner of that show as much as this guy. It's not as if he was entertaining. He, I watched it and he was a real grump. He was just an old man. Yeah, he just like moaned a lot. It's amazing, isn't it? But there, there must be something that... I think it's that British thing. It's a people bit like for, for Rick Waller to win Pop Idol. People <laughs> just do it to annoy everyone. Yeah. And I think that's how we got the well, voted. So, and it's like, you know, you think, you know, we're all, to, you know, tolerate, tolerable. What was the word? I'm looking tolerant. 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 Toblerone. We're all tolerant Toblerones. <laughs> and, you know, we're... <laughs> We're Swiss, we're neutral. <laughs> but, you know, we're all accepting people. We're all just humans, sensible, normal people. But a lot of people think James, D- J- Jim, James Davidson. <laughs> I like to call him by his official name. <laughs> James Davidson. Jamie, Shire. James Davidson, Jimmy D. You know, like they relate to him. They think he's great. They remember... And people like giving people a second chance. Yeah, they? yeah. Or maybe fourth. I mean, you can... If you just search for interviews with Jim Davidson, there's there's the ones where he's like on Five Live just getting ripped apart and he looks like a, a knobhead. But there's for every one of those, there's one that's like, we've got the great Jim Davidson. Yeah, now, Jim, yeah. tell us some things that are getting, getting on your tits today. And yeah. he's like, let me tell you about... Uh, Here's how to get away with uh, not paying for porn in a hotel. And they're like, ha, 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 Jim, oh, you're so Jim. funny. Yeah, and it's fucking awful. One of his friends on the Celebrity Big Brother was N-Dub's singer. Oh, yeah. N-Dub's, quote-unquote, yes. Daffy. Daffy. Amazing. They he, were like father-son, weren't they? Yeah, very very father-son here. Daffy is a good friend of mine. I don't know what happened to him in this assault trial case, but I'm just here to show him my support, he said, outside of the court. Daffy's, oh legal, God, team, Daffy's legal team declined Davison's <laughs> offer to serve as a character witness <laughs> for the singer. Brilliant. That no. was in 18th of June, 2014. Shared like, how do you beat up women, Daffy? No, he didn't. No, no. Ross does not mean <laughs> any of that. Again. Ross didn't mean any of that. Stop it! Honestly, that was just a, a little, a little jet. No, no allegations at no. all. In fact, well, were you scared that Daffy's going to come around your house and be? He's got. I'm. He's got I have. Big keys. I know enough about, you know the libel laws in the UK to know they were already pretty close to the wire. And I reckon Jim probably has uh, a lawyer. Uh, It's the solicitor he met in uh, Preston. That's right. Anyway, so yeah, he's been in the papers. Uh, uh, Operation U-Tree looked into him but didn't find anything. It was just... Well, that's how he, he couldn't get in Big Brother before because he got arrested <laughs> as he was just about to... It was somewhat like how he was... About, he, I think he packed his bags, left his house, and the police were, were waiting for him outside, and he was due to go in the series before. Well, this is how it works when you're Operation U-Tree. You just wait outside the Big Brother house and just wait for till he turns <laughs> up. Yeah. Oh, you! Yeah, you probably! Yeah, 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 get in my car. Uh, again, obviously that was a duke. Guys, we've watched, yeah. we watched it in the call of day. Yeah. Watching the episode... As an adult, grown up, cup yeah. of tea in hand, sitting on the sofa, whatever. What did you feel about the show? Did you feel like this is a show that needed to get well, rebooted? Did we need to well, come back and have more Big Break? There was talk about it coming back after the Celebrity Big Brother triumph. He said, I'm in talks God. with 
uh you know channel five channel five <laughs> bbc or whatever to bring it back and everyone was like really wow. and that was obviously about a year and a half ago when he won so we entered nothing no. yet so i mean when you think about the other crap tv that's on that time of saturday so what is saturday night tv now the lottery can you get can you pull up the tv guide but like bbc have they got the strictly the dancing show saturday night tv strictly dancing show yeah that's what that's i don't know what else do they have the lottery so let's go let's have a look this saturday the 14th the news we've got strictly at seven doctor who oh, of course doctor who casualty that's not saturday night viewing it's national lottery live the match of the day come back crinkly bottom and parts of the caribbean what if we go back what's on before all of that though like before there's dave Campbell thing on children needs on this friday that's it's just a and the formula one that's, what do you because i remember cause it would it? be yeah it's like big break big crinkly break. bottom and then generation game boom oh boom, boom. Um, big break because uh, we'd it's gonna know. i'd make it big break big break and then a break from big break generation game then the big break Yep. I watched some adverts, and they're like, up next on the generation, after big break, tune in for more adventures of, you know, Lewis and Clark, whatever it was. Oh, yeah, right. So they were running it, big break used to run into Clark Kent. No, no, no. It went big break, generation game, Noel's house party, blah, blah, blah. But it would be Noel's house party quite early, then it would go to, to Lewis and Clark, then it might be generation game, then it might be big break, or something along those lines. It was a hell of a time to be alive. They were the, they were the days. This was pre the internet. The video recorders across the country must have been worn out. Whirring. The wheels and the cogs must have been worn out for being used every Saturday. That's bloody incredible. They were what the video recorders themselves were waiting for Saturday to come. So there's nothing to record the rest of the week. So what you're saying is is that you wouldn't reboot it right now if, if you were in charge of the. I read some fancy graphics. Um, get Virgo would be up for it. He, do, he looks a bit weathered these he days. He really Virgo, does. He? I saw He's not young anymore. His, his monotone voice sounds even more monotone. He sounds a bit weary. Dosset. He's like talking <laughs> even slower like that. You know. Just push it in. Just push it in. The you got a pot as many mad. balls as you. Um, so that's Virgo. But um, I reckon Davidson would be up for it. I, re- I reckon we should do a fight. I reckon we should do a pilot episode. In front of a live audience, and see, but we'd have to broadcast it and see how it goes. Live, we'll do a live I'd YouTube. I'd be up for giving it a go. We'll do a live. We'll do an online series. CGI the trick shots so they all work. It can yeah. go places. But like with really shit. Like, do you ever used to play Yahoo Snooker? Snooker on. Oh no! Oh, I used to do that on the back on the internet. There is apparently they used to do radio. Dave Lee Travis. I don't know if we can mention a name like that, <laughs> but he used to do radio snooker on Radio One. What does that even? And mean? it was like people used to uh, used to people used to phone up. And ask questions, mm. and he would go, "Okay, well, you've potted the red," and then they would do another question. So it was like that, but it was—I mean, I'm bonkers. And then they—they would—you got another. Qu- so it was like difficulty, right? Questions, right, right okay. Yeah, questions Sounds like a big break. Yeah. So it's like big break, but without the visual. So <laughs> I mean, that's—I mean, if you, and that, if and, it and can the get ent- even duller. I can say, and the entertainment about the sounds of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the one thing I did find is that there was a in '98. There's a court case. Somebody said, "Oi." I came up with fucking Big Break, not you two. Who? And those people were Terry Mardell and Mike Camp. They're the people that are credited as the creators of Big Break. This is it. Though credited to Terry Mardell and Mike Camp by the BBC at the time, a court case in 1998 found that he had effectively stolen the idea. Now, who do you think they could steal an idea like Big Break from? What kind of person? Steve Davis. Is that your final answer? 
Ali, who do you think could have come up with an idea like Big Break? Brucey. Brucey. Mini cab driver Roger Medcalf. I was going to say him. <laughs> just say like him. they just stole it from a mini cab driver. He's like, I'll tell you what, mate. <laughs> the thing is, what yeah, we need on this telly. Stopped at a red light. Yeah. I'll tell you what. You work in telly, do you? I've got a great idea for a TV show. Yeah. Snooker, yeah. You know Snooker. What I mean? like, the balls. Yeah. Imagine doing that with shit prizes. Yeah. Like sandwich toast. Next time you pot a yellow. <laughs> Yeah, we catch phrases like Jimmy White will come on yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Davidson will say some stuff. Yeah, we're all, funny. yeah. So anyway, this guy came up with it. Metcalf got 100 grand in damages. Oh my God, Just really? Pitching it. Why? Well, he probably bought a beautiful And cab. a one-third share in income generated by the format. Do you reckon he got one of those cabs that got the automatic doors? Yeah, it'd be like the DeLorean. The twin axles, yeah. Those doors that go up. <laughs> smoke after every journey. What, um, at the end of... The end of uh, Big Break. Do you remember the catchphrase? I do. Oh, yep. He goes, say goodnight, JV. Goodnight, JV. Get it? Brilliant. Because he said, say goodnight, JV. Yeah, yeah. So he said, goodnight, JV. Oh, yeah, right, because his name's JV. Yeah, 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 I get it. Yes, when it's explained, I get it. Good one. I like that. Explain the rules uh, to the joke there. Yeah. I like when in... um, I watched a lot of BT Sport and you learn... Like they have like, cause it's a bit shit <laughs> in a good way. Right. They all call each other by their own nicknames. So you get to learn all these like football pundits nicknames for each other. Oh, okay. and that's why I feel like JV. So did Davidson have one? Uh, Jim. Jim. Jimmy. Jimmy. Jimbo. Jimbo. Jimbo in the jet set. But like you watch it uh, on, they call on BT Sport, they call Harry Redknapp H. <laughs> Brilliant. What's going on H? Or H. H. And uh, they call David James J-Mo. <laughs> It's just trying to find the most <laughs> football-y nickname yeah, yeah. ever, isn't it? Well, J-Mo! Yeah. You've look, you're looking at some things. This I can't, Jim Davidson, I can't keep apologising, is some of the most painful. It's um, your man from... What's his name? That uh, Don't play it, because it's just fucking awful. But he's on with... Uh, what's his name from... He used to be on... He's another one. The BBC love it. The geezer that does on BBC Five Live. He used to be on Blue Peter. They got done for cocaine, and then oh. he got sacked off, and now he does yeah. like a... Bacon. He's basically yeah. Alan Partridge, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Richard Bacon's like pressing Jim Davidson. It's like the blind leading the blind. Yeah. But yeah, they're just running around each other. It's awful. Can I share something with Please you? Please do. No, you might not know. You're the son of Jim Davidson. I think this is the, this is the platform to uh, say it out loud. <laughs> he was he was he was on tour in Bristol. <laughs> My mum is a lonely woman. No, not that's not it at all. <laughs> I just want to make that very clear. No, that's not it at all. Um, at all. Um, no, right. So. Uh, right, so very, you know, in Jim Davidson's act, there's a little bit of, you know, in the past, been some racism and homophobic, yeah. naughty and rudeness stuff, yes. you know. I'm a little bit obsessed with British celebrities meeting American celebrities, like A-listers, American A-listers meeting, like, Brit- so if you have, like, you know, Cannon and Ball meeting, I don't know, Tom George Cruise, Clooney, or yeah. yeah, that sort of thing. I'm kind of quite obsessed by that. Like, how the hell did that ever happen? It's yeah. like some meeting of mine. So with that in mind, there actually is a film called Color Me Kubrick starring starring John Malkovich and Jim Davidson. And this is not a joke. And this is not and you can put it up and if you put in John Malkovich and Jim Z Davidson on Google Images, you'll see a picture of them talking to each other. And Jim Davidson played I uh, he I think it's the love interest of uh, so it's all about um, this bloke, and it's a true story. This bloke who went around pretending to be uh, Stanley Kubrick, 
And um, he was sort of like a confidence trickster, and he went round, and so he got loads of like free hotels and things like that. And um, two thousand five. Two thousand five. So he played uh, a gay game show host, Jim Davidson. He played a gay character, which is, I mean, that's that's. Do you I, think I, he did it to like? I mean, because the thing is with people like Jim Davidson is that his defense for stuff like that is he is the guy that goes, "Well, my mate's gay." He's that yeah, guy. You know what I mean? But it's mind blowing. If if you, Ali, can you put in? Colour Me Kubrick. Oh, no, maybe like Jim Davidson. I've got it here, yeah. But on the YouTubes, you'll see Jim Davidson singing Hello by Lionel Richie in a sexy way to John Malkovich. And this is not a joke. It, it, it actually has happened. And um, so I've got this film, but I can't watch it because I think if I was to watch it, a film with them sharing a scene, my mind would explode. So you, you've, you own it, but I you've own it, never but I watched watch it. it. Because I just, I'm always waiting for the perfect moment. I've got it. Yeah, watch. Go. We'll play it. I mean, oh, I, I honestly, I, I just, I can't, like, any, wow. so for the viewers, the listeners who are not viewers, he's camping it up loads in that clip, Some of the comments are great. But it's just insane. Yeah, it's how mental. There's like, so many elements to make even that scene happen. How the hell did that happen? Jim, what we want you to do here is... Yeah. Just yeah, all right. But that's the thing, it's like... Honestly, if I sit in a room and think about that, how the hell that happened, I just mental, isn't it? I'm obsessed by how, how, like, how did he even get the job, and how did they even know who Jim Davidson is? Are these American producers? Yeah, like we've got Malkovich. <laughs> I mean, he's booked. We've booked, right? Okay, uh, casting. Call, come on, casting, casting, casting. So it's Stanley Kubrick vibe. Okay, Jim. Uh, the character actor Kevin Bacon. I'm thinking Kevin Bacon. I'm thinking. Okay, we've got Richard E. Grant on it. We've got uh, Terrence Rugby. Yeah, yeah, cool, cool, cool. I'll be uh, honest. I've got a, I've got a curveball. Go on. There's this. Uh, British, I'm on. I'm on the mound. There's this kind of like homophobic racist <laughs> comedian uh, from okay. the seventies, eighties in Britain, and his name's uh, Jimmy Davidson. Jimmy D. Jimmy D. And I, I don't know. I just think he's quite homophobic. I think he'd be great for the role. <laughs> he'd be great for the role. Could we have him straddling a marble banister? I could sure ask. <laughs> if the dough's great, I think we could get him on. Let's book him. Book it. Book that guy. Davidson was like. Uh, yeah, well, I've just divorced again, so uh, I've got to, you know. Just weird, isn't it? It's just that. Oh, yeah, I have to stop thinking about it now because it'll bend my bones. Yeah, Lee Pratt is the name of the, the, the character he plays in the. Wow. But well, like, thanks for that. Yeah, that's, that's, that's something to share, isn't to it? To digest. Because not many people know it. No. Um, I think you'll have, I don't know if uh, John Virgo makes a cameo role. <laughs> I think if he doesn't John Virgo just wakes up next to Jim Davidson in bed one day he looked like he was oh. wearing a fancy waistcoat didn't he <laughs> yeah no dad waistcoat he was he was quite gilded we watched uh, in the in the lead up to this tonight to this moment we watched John Virgo interview and Jimmy White didn't we yeah that's the thing that's when he looks a bit weathered he does isn't he he's tough go of it I mean he's, you know, he's not a young lad he's 69 yeah Virgo you know yeah, he's, he's 
he looks a bit like Wurzel Gummidge. <laughs> we have spent a lot of time on, on Jimbo, Jimmy Boy, Davidson. <laughs> Jim, Jimbo, Jimmy Boy, I like yeah. that. Yeah. In 2014, Virgo released a trick shot phone app. John Virgo's snooker trick shots. Of course, half the trick shots didn't work. No. Hey! <laughs> Available on Apple and Android devices. It has Virgo performing 45 trick shots and contains diagrams and video clips for each. It also has Alex Hurricane Higgins performing three trick shots, including the infamous Higgins Goes Bananas. Is that the most British app any phone could have? Is that, is that just him, like, setting fire to the cloth and, like, just, pushing up the table and throwing just, it on the floor? Just turning it over, taking dancing a big, on it, pulling down a big his shit on the table. Yeah. And he's like, fuck! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then just doing a big. There's um on YouTube. I'll see if I can. We'll post it. So this, I talked about it, this Acast app. They've we they signed us up. We've signed a multi-million dollar contract for this thing. You're still putting all the zeros on the check. Putting the zeros. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was a novelty check, so it's quite big. It takes about hours to put all the zeros. Anyway, on this thing, if you listen to us via Acast, we can put we can put links and stuff that appear while you listen to it. Whoa! So like when we talk about stuff, we'll put a link. So we'll put a link to that Jim Davidson. That bold. And we'll, but there's also somebody's ripped off a of VHS a full John Virgo trick shot v- video. Really? It's like 45 minutes long. And How you much know, that was? if you're feeling Tenor? sad, lonely, it's raining. Lonely, out. it's raining outside. It's the winter now. Maybe Boxing in. Day, like with some cold meats. Yeah, sure thing. Put that. Get you. Get that. A little side of coleslaw. <laughs> maybe a nice chutney. Oh, and nice pop the Virgo on. Put JV on. See what you sold. I mean, I'm I'm sold. You're going to be there. That. Well, we know one thing. You're not watching this other video. <laughs> no. So. No, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about this. Yeah. I've got homework. Do you ever remember him saying the phrase, ooh, where's the cue ball going? He still says that. Apparently, that's one of his catchphrases that he still says. Whenever a ball looks like it, the white ball, could it be going anywhere near the, the or pocket of any kind? Oh. He goes, ooh, where's the cue ball going? Right. Didn't realize that. I may, I may be thinking now that in retrospect, because they made so many of these damn episodes in one go for Big Break, they were all catchphrases. Yeah. Everything, even hello, insert name here, was a catchphrase. <laughs> because they just did it so many times. Oh, 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 oh. oh you don't come here very often, do you? <laughs> so, yeah, great we haven't answered the question. Did oh, yeah. you enjoy it? Um, I, I did enjoy it. I'll be honest. I did enjoy it. Did you enjoy it, ironically, or did you actually enjoy it? At the time, it? I enjoyed it. I think as I got a little bit older, I was a bit like, this is a bit rubbish, but I'm enjoying it. You're I in think the... I did like Davidson's anarchic antics. You're in it's, the coffee shop could... today. Oh, and I... I, I but then it's like, I, I mean, you've ruined it you through the, that the, bit. the spectacles of nostalgia, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. So it's difficult to be like cold to it, but I... Yeah, this I, culture I, I... that's obsessed with the 90s. Certainly is, isn't it? Aren't yeah. we all? But Look I, us, I enjoyed it. a podcast it. about it. I enjoyed Every it. other BuzzFeed article is either Disney princesses as bricks or big break knockoffs. Am yeah. I right? Jim I'm just sick. I'm sick of seeing yeah. Disney princesses as Jim Davidson. That's yeah, why I, I can't stand. I, honestly, he doesn't do Mulan, but he does the rest of them. <laughs> Jim Davidson is is Disney princesses is one of his failed musicals. Oh, hello. I'm Princess Mulan. But you didn't do Mulan. Your Jim Davidson impression is getting better and better. Oh that was amazing. <laughs> it's amazing how you've made an impression of Jim Davidson somehow racist. I don't know how you managed that. Well done. Well done. Um, yeah, so, yeah, so I, did, I did enjoy it. So what have I got to do? Have I got to score it with numbers? Well, we, let's give it a number. Let's give it a number. You've won £230. Uh, no, please tell me. What's out of 1990 Big break. Okay, you're watching Big Break today. I force you to sit down and look at my TV. Okay. And I say, look, I want to put on a TV show. 
I would have put on a TV show, but the mm-hmm. only TV show you can watch is a 1997 episode of Big oh, Break. Okay. How much you you watch it? You watch it. What would you give it out of 1,909? No, it's gone downhill by that stage. It's gone downhill. I'd hasn't say 1,000. Oh, it's in the 1,000s. I'd say 1,549. That's actually significantly higher than what you gave Noel Hemmings House Party. I kind of I was like Noel Hemmings was, was very a thousand. Low. Yeah. Whereas this, I think it's because it's a tight thirty. Yeah, it's and I'm tight thirty. It's utterly ridiculous. And I, there's the chance to win a sandwich toaster here, so I think that's kind of bumped it up for me. It a makes it a bit tense. Yeah. Ooh. And I think maybe it's because I'm a little bit hungry. I'm thinking of that. So I think there's a, whereas Edmunds' show, there wasn't the chance. So I'd say that's what I'd give it. Speaking of Edmunds, just just whilst yeah. we t- talk about this, there is an amazing episode of Noel's House Party where Virgo gets gunged. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If we could put a link right now, <laughs> yeah. link available now, link available yeah. now. Yeah. You'll watch. It's a gif as well, which is great. But there's also. Virgo gets scotched. Oh, does he? Oh, does he? Because John Virgo wanted to write, he wanted to write a pop song <laughs> to get John Virgo in the studio, and he does it with um, Right Said Fred. <laughs> of course, obviously. A contact sport. <laughs> Let's the neighbors talk. <laughs> but it's I'm. It's like I'm too sexy for my too. Or it's like I'm my trying red. to pot the red. Oh. I'm trying to pot the red. Trying to pot the red. It's like that. But anyway, that's the gotcha. It's a hit. And uh, it's, oh, it's painful, isn't it? It is a little bit. But yeah, there it is. John Virgo gotcha. But I've, I forgot to tell you, because I, I told Ali, I don't think I've told you, Steve, is that, so this week, so where I work, um, there's sometimes telly people there. And uh, I was talking to this woman who came down to chat away to me. And uh, I was like, oh, can you pop your username and she's like yeah it's edmunds 073 or whatever and i joke and she was really chat really lovely lady and i was just, just like you're not related to noel are you and she went yeah that's my dad oh my god yeah no i met way. noel edmunds daughter this week i said to her i was like that's mental because i have a podcast <laughs> and we just reviewed your dad's tv show <laughs> and she went Oh God! She's like, you should have asked. She's like, if you'd known, I, you could have asked me. So, if anyone has any questions about Noel's house party, tweet at us at ninety nineties podcast. Yeah, yeah. Email us ninety nineties podcast at gmail dot com. We were nice about it, weren't we? We were, yeah. And we talked about it. We were just it was mental. And she was like, yeah, it was mental. She said to me, she's like, we. I said to her, I was like, did you ever have to go to Quinkley, you know, to to Blobbyland? She went, we had to go every weekend. Oh, she's God. like, I remember the pink ice cream. It was like so pink, and she's like, "Mr. Bobby used to come to my birthday parties." Oh, of course, it's <laughs> contract in the contract. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Barry, wasn't it? Barry, yeah, yeah. Barry, you've <laughs> got to go to the Barry. No, wants you around this weekend. Um, so, she, so she was like, "Yeah, if you have any questions, just let me know." Amazing. I'm stunned by that. Yeah. I'm jealous about Edmund's that. offspring. Yeah. Ed, daughter of Edmunds. I think if it was son of Edmunds, it'd be a horror movie. Yeah, yeah. Daughter son of Edmunds. Nice. What would you give out of one thousand nine hundred ninety, Ross? I'd probably give it like I I can give it one more I enjoy, uh, for sixteen hundred. Oh, okay. You've actually been really generous to this show. I, no, I, I, I think I. you've both been really quite confidently like, yeah, it was all right. It's a bit ironic, a bit silly. Oh, yeah. he's a, he's a bit of a laugh. Oh, he's a bit racist. So what? John Virgo, he's crap at trick shots. Always gets them wrong. <laughs> oh, it's boring as hell. All the prices are terrible. Oh, I like it. One thousand six hundred. What the hell? I like this more than when we watch like. I don't know. Noel's House Party because because it's got a beginning and an end. Noel's House Party, a bit like Generation Games, just mental. It's just like it's just nonsense. No, it's, 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 it's just like flippy floppy, and it it's 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 got that format and it's got a 
craziness and it's a nostalgia and a Britishness that you don't get anymore. We're so desperate to be like America yeah. that we don't have an identity. And it's, it seems very of like a... Well, it's the pub games, isn't it? Snooker it is that. Yeah, yeah. It's and like, that. this is it. Yeah. And, you know, people came on, like you're saying, people came on this to make a bit of money. Yeah. And they ended you know up with 200 quid. 200 quid, which, you know, that'll filled up the, the petrol in the metro and they drove home. But, yeah, it's just like... <laughs> there, there was a great moment, a great moment in the episode that we watched today which was uh, the guy that loses early and gets his, his big break pool cue and, and toddles off. He goes, uh, so uh, how are you getting home? Taxi? And he went, yeah. And then Jim Davidson goes, see you then. <laughs> <laughs> and it was actually a really good moment. Uh, it was always got to come back, has it, he? It wasn't like a setup. I think. It was just like he was just playing the crowd and having yeah. a good time. Yeah. It was a bit like a panto. Not uh. like boobs in the wood, but it was a bit <laughs> like a panto. I would give this half an hour. If I had to watch it in front of the TV right now, 1,421. Oh, wow. Lower. It's not that it... I mean, lower than yours. I mean, I think I'm still being quite generous. Yeah, right. If you guys were giving uh, Noel's house party a 1,000, I think this is... It has something special about it, and I think it's important to say that Jim Davidson was kind of great and kind of terrible. Yeah. I don't endorse him as a human not being, now. but as an entertainer and Saturday Night TV show host, he was good at what he did. He perked up the format. So, you know... In a kind of Shoreditch hipster, Buzzfeedy way, I did get a kick out of rewatching this, and and it was a serviceable half an hour of kind of you know tongue in cheek entertainment. But let's be honest, if they rebooted this, I fucking lose my shit. This is a waste of BBC money to begin with. But who knows? They probably will make Why loads do? and loads and loads Sky, of money. Sky will pick it up. The thing is, I'd rather watch this than fucking Camelot or whatever shit they. I'd put rather on. watch you know that I mean? than the bloody dancing show. Yeah, I'm not into Strictly. What's your thing about not saying deal, no deal? You always say the red box game. Yeah, and I'm the Strictly Come <laughs> Dancing becomes the dancing show. What do you call the BBC News? Oh, the information talkie man. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. I can't always remember the names of the Neighbours, neighbours. <laughs> so I just go for the, the easy, quick option. What's neighbours then? Neighbours, um, the, the, the boomerang show. <laughs> Yeah, that is round the twist. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's the, it's, it's sort of just grabbing right, for the yeah, quickest yeah. thing. We just want to do it quickly, Stephen. Oh, we had a few shout-outs this week. We had a few people reacting to our podcast. Tweet people tweet at us funny things we said. One of our favorite things is when one of us says a funny thing, and then they quote it back to us. Oh, okay. And uh, I, I, I forgot that. I think I said it actually, so it's probably just blown my own trumpet now. But oh, well. I said Noel Edmonds is Banksy. <laughs> oh yeah, right. And uh, somebody tweeted us, so thanks, Thomas McIntyre, Tom Luxton, the chatted it, HMV Tunbridge Wells. They tweeted us. Good, I've always liked them. Yeah, it's my the best branch. F- my favourite of His Majesty's voice. Um, Katie, Drew, yeah. So you know, just thanks when people tweet us. It's nice. Can we apologise to the people who had no idea what Nell's House Party was or Big Break was before we introduced it to them? Because if you didn't know about it, this is almost like being infected with a very minor disease. I mean, I think it's like explaining what the Bible is. I mean, you reckon? You should know this by now. It's the fabric of British society. Knowing what Big Break and... But I take your point. I reckon people who use Snapchat don't know who... Jim Davidson and we're, we're helping it happen. Yeah, I mean, and, and also, like, you know, inside it, people, when we do weird shows like this, people don't, we don't get as many downloads. So if you're here and you've uh, just been like, well, I've listened to Sabrina and I listened to Keenan and Cal, I'll check out whatever big break is. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Thanks for listening. Thanks, listeners. Don't be a Linda and thanks for listening. No, we've had a lot of fun. Any any other comments to make about this I show? So. I think that was pretty much it. Um, all really for me, to say is um, say goodbye Stephen Allen York 
Oh, I, I, bye, Stephen Allen York. Say goodbye, Ali Plum. Goodbye, Ali Plum. Uh, well, it's a good game, good game. <laughs> oh, it's a it, good game. It's, it's been nice to be on the 1990s podcast. To be on the 1990s podcast, nice. Oh, oh, oh Betty. <laughs> oh. <laughs> brilliant. Bye. Bye, Ross Drummond. Stay with you, bitches. Stay with you, bitches. Love you. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.